cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. Ground is soft, it's not... It's oh, it's not, heavy. Soft on time. It's, it's, it's heavy. Okay. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Sunday Sermon, when I'm joined by my usual, with my usual crew, John Lane. Good evening, John. Man is a box of frogs. <laughs> and also, uh, Mad John. <laughs> yes. We'll come to that in a bit. We'll not, we'll not spoil that. We'll come to that in a bit. No. And uh, as, as usual, Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go at it, hammer and tongs today. Lots of questions. Some are, some some are good, some are rubbish. But that's 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 what you get from our, our dreary lot. <laughs> awful, awful bunch. Right. Before we get on to reviewing the sort of like Derby trials and Oaks trials this week and all the, the you know the furor in the anti purse markets, um, there were two 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 or three topics I want to just just cover off with you two. Um, over the weekend, which got my goat. Um, and those were the stewards who managed to chuck out two horses on Saturday, one at Warwick, one at Nottingham. I don't know if you've seen both. Um, Chris, Chris, did you see both? Yeah, yeah. I, I did, yeah. Not not, not, uh, not uh, while they happened, but I, I saw the recording, so yeah. What did you, uh, what did you make of the throwout? Bit, um, uh, difficult actually I, I wouldn't sort of profess to be an expert on the rules but it doesn't seem to be a huge amount of consistency but but i'll be interested to see what you guys think because i, I thought they were quite harsh actually mm. john did you see them i've seen the nottingham one i mean i'd rather watch your favorite in half and than watch Warwick. but <laughs> i shall laugh at that <laughs> i'm going to hell I'm going. I'm going to hell. Potty mouth talk there from John. Um, he's yeah. right there. Um, I, I've never seen anything. I don't think as bad as that for, for throwing one out. Um, what's hilarious is, it, and we've supposedly got professional stewards, probably usually ex jockeys or ex, uh, as John says, ex Sanders. <laughs> but, but, but I find it incredible that they chucked it out for basically hanging and causing the other one to basically taking the other one offline despite them never touching in the closing stages. When, in fact, if you actually look at it properly, it's actually the the um, the one in the, the one in red, the, the, the initial second, he's doing all the hanging, and the other one's just following it. That's that's what's remarkable. It, so, like, you, they've, they've took the view that it's that one that's hung and, and sort of, it, you know, made it drift towards the far rail, when, in fact, it's not that at all. It literally, it's just followed the other one. But, you know, that's what they do. They, they, you know, they run with them. Um, and it's, it's, I find it remarkable. They never touch, never, not one bump. Um, the Warwick one a little bit different for me. Um, I, I would, I personally, I wouldn't have chucked it out, um, but I can see why they did. Um, it was, you know, he sort of crossed it at a, possibly a key point, but it was a deck. You know, I mean, you're doing really well to say that that was definitely, yes, that was 100% going to win without doubt. I think you're doing really well in that instance to actually say that. But I do get that more, <coughs> more than the Knox one. But what is concerning for me more than anything is the lack of consistency that this is producing. We've gone from hardly chucking anything out. And remember last year we had lots of DQs. And now we've, we're, we're having a situation where 
we now decided, well, let's chuck a few more out. There's, there's, they've obviously had a directive from the BHA to chuck a few more out because there, there has been some very, very odd calls than what we're used to. And like I said, I'm not saying that, that it needed a, it didn't need amending because I, I did think you had to commit murder to get one thrown out um, under the old rules. But I don't think I'm liking this new way at all. Um, you know, I think the Nottingham one was absolutely... And they're absolutely 101 to get it overturned. Um, at Portman Square, the Nottingham one, if they do. Absolutely 101, even though it is Charlie Hills, John. <laughs> <laughs> you love him. So anyway, so I mean, the, the stewards for me uh, are a, a huge worry going forward, I think, for all, because A, it doesn't inspire confidence. And of course, lots of punters playing the 101s, you know, like they're doing, in running and everything else. Now, you're struggling really to take 101 when a horse is sort of like, you know, cause, because they, 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 they will chuck them out. If there's any kind of bump in it, it's like even ahead now, I think they're going. I think that's what's that's what's happening when it didn't happen before. So it makes things interesting for us bettors, you know, that want to play the, play the bottom end game. So some ang- betting angle there for you folks. Start start laying some 101s when it looks a close finish because all you need is a, couple, is a bang and, a, and you get a bing bong and it's uh, you, you'll, be, you'll be able to trade out. There you go. Um, right. The other the other thing um, Saturday was the amount of racing which we've which we've touched on, and I, I was I was sort of like again nine meetings on Saturday, um, seven in the afternoon, uh, two Irish, and I, I find it impossible to just concentrate and keep up with it. Just it just ruins it for me. It's just far too much. Do we agree, chaps? It was an absolute farce, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. once Lingfield was laid off, that was it. We were fucked for watching that yeah. game, and ah, it was just yeah. rotten. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, these daft race times because we haven't got we haven't got the facilities uh, to get races off on time, and by that I mean we haven't got outriders to basically get horses to the start without you know pissing about. Uh, we haven't got the, the 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 number of stalls handlers required to get them in quickly, so everything results in all all you need is one horse playing up, which is probably about a, a four to six chance in most yeah. you know before before the start of a race, and you ain't going yeah. off on time. So then, what is the point of changing these these times? Because it clearly is um, they'd be better off if they all had a centralised studio where walkie talkie and, and working with Ireland and delaying everything. And basically, you know, so, so we can at least watch a race and we don't get as many clashes. But they'll they'll not do that because they're not they're not clever enough. <laughs> so 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 that that's another gripe. I'm, I'm I'm getting sick of Saturday racing. To be honest, it's, it's the enjoyment factors going going from it. Uh, not that there were any anyway. No. Um, and other thing that um, obviously bothers most people's piss is the. Um, the ground chaps, uh, you know, the the, the yeah. constant um, going reports we get at six forty-five a.m., which I don't mind. I, I, I don't mind a good early going report because it gives everyone a good guide to what it's likely to be come post time. If it's twenty-three degrees and dry, you know, it's going to dry up quite a bit, and you can sort of work it out. I don't mind that, but I, I don't like it. Where why don't we get an up when when you get conditions changing? Because how many times do we get? where the going changes after race one with no rain, no, or, or, you know, and so on and so on. Why, why can't they just do a stick reading at, at I don't know, midday, 1230. I know what John's going to say. John, John, why can't they do that? 
Vizzy, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> are they troughing, John? Are they, are they quaffing away? Snout in the trough. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, I, I don't know many sports that are run as bad as this. Um, well, you, you see, you can equate this with Formula One, actually. You, you're baffled now, aren't you? That's, yeah. yeah. You think, you, think, you think I'm fucking mad. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody on YouTube does. Um, I think equate this with Formula One because clerks, rather like Formula One drivers, think they're the only person that can handle a going stick. The Formula One driver wouldn't send a member of the pit crew out to do a practice lap. The clerk will not delegate to any of his ground staff, the complex task of looking <laughs> around the track and whacking a fucking stick into the ground to get a reading because it's way beyond anybody else's capabilities. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mosley and prostitutes and being beaten. We, we want to find that where that link is now. So if you carry on, we might be able to make the link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, John, at least you get a photo of the of, of, of if if they grow a sausage dog, you'll get a photo of the dog, won't you? Yeah. In, a, in in a morning. I mean, what more do you want? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Let the dog in. Yeah, um, but <laughs> some of them clerks' dogs and. and Send them into Uncle Rural Garmet on YouTube. <laughs> let, let him get cracking. If you haven't, if you if you've not come across that, and there there, there will be a lot that haven't come across it. Yeah. I I do recommend. Me and John both recommend this, and we might approach him to see if he'll sponsor the show. Um, Uncle Rural <coughs> Gourmet. Um, you'll love it. Absolutely love what it. What's it about? What's it about? It's a it's a, Ch- is it a Chinese guy, John. You say Chinese? in northern China. Somewhere in northern China. Yeah, go on, John will explain. He lives out in the sticks. Right. And uh, he's got this wok that you can fit a buffalo in. Right, yeah. Basically, anything that breathes that's on his land, it's going in the fucking wok. (laughs) One way, shape, or form, you know? I mean, he he did a, what was it, a bison hide or something and boiled that for three days and then deep fried it with chilies and what have you and and uh, oh he's unbelievable he, he, he did this turtle and he's got the live turtle on the table and he's bringing it on the head with the flat end of a meat cleaver what a horrible bastard <laughs> <laughs> if, I do that, that if, if, if Thatcher's Britain comes back that'll be a fucking educational film yeah. but- Modern families, I think. You know. me, 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 and, me and John particularly like the ostrich one. That's worth it. Six million views. <laughs> six million views that's got. Um, there's him and his mates, and they're chasing an ostrich around a paddock. <laughs> what shit you watch, I Listen, listen. Until you've watched Uncle Rural, us, us professional punters need need some. You know, need some downtime now and again. It's not surprised like normal people. Yeah, it's not honourable red tube. It's it's uncle <laughs> uncle rural gourmet. Oh. Um, you're not you've not lived if you've not seen that. I'm happy not to have lived. I think, but uh, yeah. <laughs> good tip for our listeners. This. Um, yeah. Anyway, continuing because this is a racing podcast, is it not? Kentucky Derby Saturday night. Uh, the, the, the War of the Juices. 
um, <laughs> took place. And remarkably, the 80 to one shot won. Uh, Rich Strike. And, you know, that's, well, it's the second biggest shock in history. But when you actually look at the form of it, um, if Betfair would have been allowed to do markets on the Kentucky Derby, I guarantee you, with with absolutely triple A star credit rated, um, that this goes off a thousand um, on the machine and and more if you could. I, I think this is a ten thousand and one shot to win a Kentucky Derby. It was claimed for thirty thousand dollars last back end. It was got smashed in a group a grade three last time. It just honestly, it, it's the most astonishing thing I've seen. Um, the fact it went off eighties. Um, I've, oh, I've no idea. I, I mean, it, it, like Pegasus in the last two films, I've not, I've not seen an horse finish like that in a Kentucky Derby ever um, from that position. And and if that ain't juice, if that is not some form of like nuts, special nuts and hay, um, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if you if you if you watched it. Did any of you two watch it? Yeah, I watched it. No. What the hell to make of it? Yeah, honestly, Johnny, if you if you looked at the form, it, I, I, if I can equate it, it'd be some, it'd be like, it'd be like a Kempton Maiden winner that gets that get beat, I don't know, fifteen lengths in a in a Lingfield Derby trial. Yeah, uh, every chance, you know, totally ridden fully out, um, that then pisses up in Derby. It's, it literally yeah. is that. Um, I, I watched the race and I put it straight off and went on YouTube for Uncle Real Real Yard, <laughs> But anyway, plenty of nuts in here there if you haven't watched it. And watch watch the aftermath as well. That's quite funny. In fact, the aftermath was better than the race, where the, the, the horse had got enough left in it. You know, you're not knackered after running a mile and a quarter at lung-busting fractions. No, you've got plenty left. It's trying to take lumps out of the, out of the uh, outrider's horse afterwards. Um <laughs> It's by <laughs> the, the outriders sort of yanking it. I don't think he liked it, so he starts biting, <laughs> biting us. <laughs> it was some some viewing. Um, he wouldn't stop either. He just wanted to take lumps out of this uh, uh, this, this outriders horse, and he weren't he weren't happy with the outrider. And a lot of people took to Twitter in disgust, saying that the outrider was disgraceful. But, yeah. You know, I just, I just, Jesus, these people, I don't know. They need to watch yeah. Uncle Rural Gourmet and watch him. Yeah, that bit. <laughs> and then, then see what's cruel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's enough of um, our nonsense, uh, covering off some of the weekend's um, uh, frivolities. Um, we need to go through a lot of the um, trial action from last week. Where we had the old rude eye, and I was fed up after day one. What a what a shit pick that is. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I'm sorry. I, oh. Every year, I, for some reason, I get excited for Chester, and then I, and then I watch it, and I go, "Oh, this is why you don't bet there." Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so we we'll go to the Cheshire Oaks, John. Um, thoughts of June beating uh, our sort of our that we like above the curve. We like her physically. I suppose is it is it is it after timey to say she's a bit too big to go around Chester? No, um, I didn't think she got the best of her heads. Oh, no, I was going to say, fucking hell. You know, he had a wide all the way. Um, he's making making his move on the apex, if you like, of the curve turning in, um, which was a bit lung busting for her, I thought. Um, 
I don't think she did her Oaks hopes any great harm. I'd, I'd still be interested in her if she turned up on the day, because I think at the minute, I think the Oaks is looking thin. Yeah. You know? um, that said, the jockey's probably come back and told the baby Joseph that she didn't handle it. And he'll be in town minds whether he runs her there now and just go straight to the curragh. He'll think he'll suit her better. Yeah, I, I, I've got a feeling he's, he's going to think curragh. Um, um, I, I do like her physically a lot. Um, I had a good close look at her at Chester, and I probably underestimated, you know, what a what a big filly she is. And you just think, as time goes on this year, I think as long as she's kept to the right races, I think she's going to be a really good filly over. Uh, people are saying, oh, no, she wants back, uh, stepping back to ten furlongs. I don't think she'd have any problem with the twelve at all. Um, I, I just think people are sort of they look at the trip and think, oh, well, she just flattened out a bit. She flattened out because she'd got bloody five or six lengths to make up on the one that's that's making all that she that she absolutely thrashed at Leopardstown. Um, so I don't, I don't think, I genuinely don't think that, 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 that the trip had, had much to do with it. It's just that Ryan Moore all week at Chester, for me, rode absolutely, he was stellar. He was, he was, he was on fire at Chester with Ryan Moore all week. Um, except on everything that I backed, uh, that Ryan Moore wrote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> then, yeah, yeah, yeah. so then we come to Chester Vars, and uh, there, were, there were some long faces after this. All the yeah. big anti post punters on New London yeah. were absolutely yeah. horrified with the <laughs> yeah, display. I was. Um, I was. And he, but again, you know, this this is the thing. I mean. I don't think Epsom's possibly going to suit him uh, watching him round Chester, but I don't know. It was quite weird. He looked beat <clears throat> early for me, New London. John, what yeah. did you think? Well, everybody seems to think because he had that stellar year last year with the two big three-year-olds, Charlie Appleby automatically has to have three live candidates come Derby Day. Yeah, I must I mean, admit, I did think he had, but... You know, but I mean... He's got a, a tremendous hand with the Milers, but up to press, really, he's, he's got quite a few promising maiden winners, hasn't he? I mean, he hasn't really got anything shining bright as a derby prospect. No. But I think people's casting round thinking he must have one this year, and we all know it doesn't work like that. No, probably nation's pride that he hasn't even entered. Um, that's probably standing as we stand right now as probably the, be- the best chance. Um, but he hasn't even entered it. Um, <laughs> so, so whether he'll supplement, I mean, it's not, not, it's, it's not a problem for them. But, but yeah, uh, that, that to me... If looks- he doesn't supplement, he's going to struggle to find one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 too true. Um I, I do think, yeah, I think Nation's Pride is probably a gimme, it's gonna be supplemented. Um but yeah, I, I must admit, the Derby is it's like it's like an England batting lineup from eighties against Windies. You know, you, you, Gooch, you know, uh, oh, not Gooch, uh, Chris Broad and Graham Fowler, they set off, you know, the fifty seven for none. And you're thinking, well, they're doing all right here. And, and then, you know, you, you, you go for a shit and, and, and make a cup of tea and you come back in and they're 94 for five. You know, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it, Dar- the Derby picture is exactly like that. Um, we've lost Luxembourg, obviously, officially today, has been announced as an official scratch. He must um, be regretting going to Newmarket with that boy. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting because I spoke to Koo, Koo's racing club, after the Guineas, and Koo was adamant that. He said it straight after the race. I, I, I'd offer my cap to him on this occasion. He said, um, he said that he thought Luxembourg had a terribly hard race because yeah. to, to stumble out the stalls in the Guineas and then and then and then you have to. So you're always on back foot off really strong fractions all race, and then to get there and then to you know run an absolutely stormer, you know, must have it must have bottomed it. You'd have felt. Um, so it was it wasn't the perfect derby trial. Um, Koo said that, and he's called it because obviously it's obviously feeling the effects of that, and we might not see it until probably you know later this summer. I wouldn't have thought. Um, you know, you might be looking uh, eclipse John maybe for that or something. Or or if, very fit to that game, which one, John? He looked very fit to that game. Yeah, it's as, it's as if I. I it, you can you can understand them. It's as if they wanted. They thought, well, we've got to run in the guineas. If we can, if we can somehow flute the guineas, wrong track, wrong ground. Um, you know, well, not necessarily wrong ground, but as in it's, it's wrong ground on that track. Um, yeah, I think the thinking was flawed anyway, there, Lee, because you don't really get his group on it a mile. Yeah, you know, and it was always going to be on the back foot against them two over that sort of trip. And for a horse built like he is, you know full well Ryan's not going to be keeping all of him down into the dip. He's going to be letting him sprawl all over because he's going to be chucking the sink at him. Yeah. Whereas if he'd gone for a, a, a Denningstown or a Dandy, he's going to be keeping all of him and he's not got the problems with downhill runs and things like that, you know. I, I think they'll be really, really kicking themselves over going to the Guinness. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's fair comment, um, which is a shame because, to me, that's took the shine off it. And, and now leading the market is today's um, Derby trial winner at Leopardstown, Stone Age, with a suitably impressive performance, um, leads the Derby field now at three to one. Um, at first, I felt I didn't know what to make of that. I'm thinking that feels awfully short. But when you actually go through the others that's that's sort of left, you know, around the top end of the market and everything else, you are struggling a little bit to not justify that three to one quote, John. Pretty much so. Um when this week should shed light, shouldn't it? Um at York. I think the second favourite is favourite for the Dante now, isn't he? Well, I did a bit of digging. Um, because I, I know you've got your, uh, you, you speak to someone um, good there at Stouts, but I thought I'm, I'll do some digging. Um, you know, you 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 were laid up with your foot this week, so I decided to ask a few uh, of my people to go and find out. And um, one of them come back and said he'd spoke. I'm not going to say who we spoke to, but it, it's a, it's it's good. Uh, I'll tell you off air. Um, but. He said about Desert Crown. He said it's working well. It's 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 you know it's it's all all fine. But he doesn't get the hype. He doesn't he doesn't get because obviously it's been well punted, and that's what he's finding strange. The price uh, and he doesn't get all the hype behind it. 
Um, he says, you know, yes, it's working well. It's working like a really nice horse, but not something that you'd jump up and down and go, wow, if you know what I mean. Again, I think, I think it's people, punters, if you like, latching on and thinking that Stout has to have a derby horse, even though, as we know, he's, he's had quite a while in the doldrums lately. Yeah. Um, and they've looked at the, the make-up, lately make-up of the derby field, saying this is going to the dandy, and I think this has been a preemptive strike on the part of a lot of punters. Because, um, yeah. I mean, he, all right, he, he wins plenty of dandies and he's won plenty of derbies, but he's run some skilmers in the dandy as well. Yeah, no, he has. No, he has. You know, so, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced yet, and as I've seen the Nottingham race a few times. I'm not over enamoured with the horse's physicality. Um, and he's all right, but he doesn't really fill it right, I don't think. No, it was impressive at Nottingham, and you know the the, the sectionals, the, you know the the, the Simon Rowlands balls, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and all the sectionals people. It'll be good, you know. He, he he quickened up really well. He looks a very useful tool, uh, but I'm a, I'm like you, John. I didn't see anything there physically, and I thought, well, that's a real, you know, I can't wait to see that next year. That and that's the sort of vibe I got from the from the person that told me that, you know, yeah, this it, was, is, it, it, it was a little late behind the saddle for my mm. It's interesting, but, but, it might, but it might not need to be a superstar, I suppose. I mean, it, the the field, well, so you know, it, who knows. Well, I must admit, I mean, it's a fair point, Chris, because I'd, if someone said to me, give give Stone Age a rating now, give, give it a rating, um, I'd only be around 112-ish, that sort, that, that sort of range. I don't, think, I don't think we're dealing with... I mean, put it this way, if Luxembourg's in the race uh, and Aidan O'Brien's giving absolutely really upbeat messages about it uh, after the Guineas, um, would it have mattered... Too much what Stone Age had done today? Probably not. No, probably no. not. So, 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 so that's the sort of quality that that's the favourite. So, so that's the sort of quality we're at. So again, so yeah, I'm not going to dismiss anyone that's got a Desert Crown anti-purse voucher. But, but the word from the yard is it that you know it's a very nice horse, but but they they, they don't understand the hype behind it. Um, that's the that's the that's that is from a, a, a decent judge, let's say. Um, so yeah, we'll see where we're at. Obviously this week, and we'll we'll, we'll dis- we're doing a, we're doing a show, folks, on the Tuesday night. Uh, me, John, Quentin, Franks are doing a Derby a, a Dante preview uh, meeting. So 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 it, it's a good show. We did it last year, and we want you to basically enjoy the best of our fruits that we're going to give you uh, uh, midweek. Uh, so look forward to that on Tuesday evening. Um, right. So have we got any, have we got any Oaks select? Uh, sort of, uh, sorry, don't Derby Derby choices. Have we got anything that sort of stands out to Ed, uh, Chris? Same for you. Uh, any any sort of thing that stands out of the prices, or are we just all a bit of a? Yeah. At the minute, uh, if if I was interested in playing, and I'm not, I would be looking at the. 50 plus books, what might turn up, might stay the trip. And they're showing a bit of promise where, you, you, you know, they maybe only had a couple of runs and you think they're open to a hell of a lot of improvement. 
Um, there's, there's, I mean, there's one that missed the Derby trail on Saturday that might still be in a position to say hello come Derby Day. Um, and which Lionel, was that? Lionel. Oh, oh yeah, Lionel baby. Um, if he went to Goodwood, I could see him winning at Goodwood and maybe put myself in the picture. He only had a slight temperature on Saturday, so um, you you couldn't rule out a, a Goodwood run if if that was the the route they were taking them. I would imagine he's more likely to go for the Teddy Seven at Ascot. Yeah. Um, and then onto the ledger, of course. And the the other one I'd be quite keen to see supplemented would be that Jesse winner today because we're enormously impressed with that one. What the grey that won the Leopardstown Maiden? Yeah, I thought that looked a terrific horse. Yeah, because they they obviously they, they've they, they've been touting that Waterville or uh, of O'Brien's. Uh, it went off eight to eleven on debut. Got beat at the Curragh. Gone off at like four to five today. Got beat again. Um, he's coming out to win his race though, and this thing swept past him like he stood still. Yeah, I think I think it took a lot out of him to get there, Waterville. But but I I do I do concede that that powering clear in the last sort of furlong was quite impressive. Um, so I, physically, it's a tremendous specimen. It is. It is juicy, Jesse. Um, will 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 they end up uh, supplementing uh, for the derby? Who knows? You know, you don't know with this lot, um, especially if they see that Stone Age is favourite. And like I said, I, I don't. I think if you run to as it stands, it, anything can run to 115 will win the derby. Um, that's that's how I see it. I, I don't think we. I don't think we've got a superstar in the race. I don't think so. Like John says, it's probably prudent advice. Really, look through the long shots. Um, coming on to which. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty boy's been on John. <laughs> he said one, one, one for Mad John. This Mad John. He says back Mad John. Uh, Aiden in the derby. What do you think to Aiden? Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you what I think to the, the gentleman who named himself after a journeyman hurdler trained by Graham Roach, and yet I'm the fucking one that's crackers. Um. <laughs> I put this thing up after two defeats in the all weather, when nobody knows what the hell it is, where it is, or anything else. It goes and wins the field, and then runs a blinder in the guineas. And they're still asking me what I think. I mean, what, what, what do I do? I tell him to send his details in. I'll book a taxi for him. I'll pay for it. It can take him to the fucking betting shop if he wants to bet. And I'll meet him there. I'll hold his hand while he's putting the fucking bet on. How's that? <laughs> Will you cook him an Uncle Rural Gourmet as well? I fuck. <laughs> so, pretty that's your answer. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, <laughs> uh, we love this show. Uh, so, Aidan, um, obviously showing it around the 16 to 1 mark. Um, I personally have got my doubts if he gets a mile and a half. Um, I don't know, Ronnie. No, I don't. I think it's a mistake to run him. To be honest, there, I don't. I don't think that's his. That's his barrow. Um, but there's only one derby. Uh, right, go on. Then we'll do a big switch now. We'll do a Andy L King of Betfair, the big switch, um, and we'll go to the Epsom Oaks, where reportedly Emily Upjohn is coming to the Musidora uh, to York this week to bolster her claims after an impressive Sandown win. 
personally, and that's my view on Emily Upjohn, is that um, while she was impressive, and she's quite a big filly, um, the time wasn't very good. Um, the later handicap was running in a quicker time. So that would worry me in terms... I always like to... If you're going to bed with one that's ahead of the market, you want all the boxers to take time, form, uh, everything, physicality. Will they handle the track? Will they do the... And to me, Emily Upjohn's got a lot to prove. Thoughts, John, on the Oaks market? Well, I thought she'd be a load of shit heads at Sandown. <laughs> That's it. It's not, I don't think, it's, I think already it's not working out very well. I think the, the Some second... of that star's come out and got absolutely dicked, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know, um, she, had, she had prime position throughout the race, but she she's quickened the way there from sillies that are wanting a Marlin six already, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she'll be short. In the music era, um, I'm not convinced she's going to stay 12 anywhere. Um, that would better say a mare, not entirely enamoured with pedigree for Epsom. Um, I've actually backed one that's going to take her on at um, York, and that's uh, the Algarve Grade No Brains. Right, the American Pharaoh filly. Yeah, um, yeah, I think when you, when you look at her form, it's quite interesting, really. Um, campaigned over a mile last year, and she reminded me of that one they had, what they call a peeping farm or something, where it improved with racing. Now, this one's out of imagine, for God's sake, the one in Oaks, right? And you'd expect her to come into her own over middle distances. Imagine's thrown seven horses with triple figures racing post ratings. There's every reason I expect this will improve with racing. The fact that O'Brien's possibly sending her for the Meosis are, I think, is really significant. I think he's only got the one entry as well. Um, I like her very much going up in trip. And uh, I thought... 40 odd on Betfair was a bit big, so I've had a little snip at that. Yeah, what what a, what a mare Imagine's been for Colmore. Because yeah. just be, I mean, just because they do it on the track, they don't always do it in the breeding sheds. And she's she's produced Horatio Nelson, Red Rock Canyon, Viscount Nelson, Van Gogh, Point Piper, uh, Kitty Kitty Marcham, um, and uh, yeah. Absolutely, John. John, that that that, that I think that's a, that, and the way that the O'Brien horses have been um, for these trials. Um, yeah. um, I mean, American Pharaoh as well. So she got that hard running American pedigree as well. You know, I mean, she'd be as sound as a brass bell. This thing, you know, I mean, she she'd come down tap the mill whether it was soft as shit or concrete. Yeah. Um, um, a lot of confidence in this, really. Actually, well, I, I can't see that seven to one lasting for the Dora long after this. After this year, um, I, I certainly think you've 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 highlighted a good 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 case in point there. And as we know from the O'Brien runners of the past, winter other other good fillies they've had, it doesn't matter if they get beat at two and run shit at two. Really, um, yeah, it's know. all about getting some running in. Or... Yeah. Um, and so, so it doesn't put me off that it ain't got blogger phone lines of one one one. 
Um, you know, that, that's what I mean. She's won them in. I would be taking seven to five if she had. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of this. She's, the graph is going in the right direction, shall we say. And Very interesting. You can only expect the graph to keep going up yeah. when it goes up in trip. Yeah. You know, I mean, she could get beaten in the Musadara and finish her race off well and go and piss up in the Yorks anyway. Yeah. No, love it. Love, love that. I'll, 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 I, I, I can't better that. On, on the on the Oaks market myself, so I, I really like your case, John. I think that's um, that's one for listeners. That um, you know, I'm very very interested in her in the Dante as well. After after what you've just said there, yeah, good stuff. Okay, so that's what we think on the uh, so far. Obviously, we we haven't we've yet to see the the York trials this week. Magisterial obviously might have something to say from the Gosden Yard. Um, you Let's know, I, I, you want John? Let's hope not. Yes, of course, but uh, <laughs> but but you know, it's 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 yet to play out the final sort of pieces in the jigsaw. Three to one, like I said, Stone Age. We're not bouncing. It's probably about right, given what what we've seen from the others. But it's not a great derby, and I, I do agree with John's advice about looking through the big some of the bigger prices um, for a bit of value. Okay, let's go to the fun part of the show now. Loads of questions. We've got quite a few. Andy McGay, he's been on, and he said, thoughts on Frankie Dettori this year? Going through the motions or still a top jockey? What do you think, Chris? Um, I think that I think the former... Dettori is a character that, you know, gets inspiration from riding really, really good horses and winning big races. And I think, so far, Gosden Yard doesn't seem to have Five years, and I think that's reflected in the Tory's ability. I think he he kind of gets himself up for the for the for the big occasions on good horses. They just haven't got it so far this year. So I think his kind of riding reflects that. So yeah, I'd, I'd go with going through the motions at the minute. Yeah, no, that's that's fair comment. I I always think you know like when Piggott came back, um, you know Charles St George were putting him putting him on a on a, on a good few of his and and. You know, Piggott came back, and even though he'd lost a bit of strength in the play, he was still uh, a master in his later years. And 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 I think that's same for Dettori. I think if you give it, I do think if you get get him the right horse to get excited about, I think he's fine. But he's he's achieved everything in the game. It's one of them. You know, do you, like you said, do you get excited riding ninety ninety five horses? For him, no. I don't. I wouldn't have thought, John. Well, if Sergeant Wilson announced that Lionel was going straight to Epsom and Detari was riding him, what price do you think he'd be? Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. 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 That, that is, it's a really good point. Um, and obviously Lionel is from that stud that the, uh, <laughs> they've got they've got two. Towser's <coughs> uh, got, uh, uh, got two, Annie, uh, that, ran, that ran in the Ascot Maiden the other day, yeah. Judith. And the second, um, and it's that stud that obviously I don't think. I think, like you said, imagine like the Tory being booked for Lionel. Um, you know, it'd be hello. We're into fourteen to one. <laughs> yes. So there, yeah. Uh, that's what we think on that. Top ten nicknames: jockeys, trainers, or owners. Well, as you know, we've got a glorious bar stewards glossary. Which I think we need updating, and I think we need to add a few. Um, one of my favourites, um, recent favourites, is Duran Fentiman, Frog Eyes. 
<laughs> you've you you know you've got yeah that's that's one of that's one of our recent favorites uh, john any any i mean we've we've included happy tim anything john that you've had nicknames or or we think we should be doing better on the glossary obviously the fetus is one of my favorites it is it's great that yeah. we've got the baby joseph and the fetus that's that's definitely my favorite too um, yeah. but as I say, there's there's a lot on the glossary, in there, and I, I suppose we we should have a little update at that, really, because the nicknames do tend to come thick and fast this time of year, don't? You know, well, well, it is, yeah. it is, it is. Um, yeah, the cunt, the bastard, the shit house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially on a Saturday afternoon, you can't keep track of all the nicknames you've got. Yeah. No. They're all shit houses on Saturday afternoon, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Phil Bagshot's been on, and he said, "Would or have you ever backed a horse when there's been market support for it, but you don't get the fancy price?" And he says, "You know, like for example, like Ronan McNally, Charles Burns. Do you still row in?" Yes. I, from from my perspective, I, I do. The reason being, for example, if you've got a Ronan McNally horse, and let's say it's uh, it's twenty to one in the in in the tissue, and it's yeah. obviously it's, it's got coconut, 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 and then all of a sudden you you log in in the afternoon and it's now into nine to four or, or two to one. Um, what I tend to do though, because Ronan's quite tricky, is I do wait even for the shows, like like literally literally close to the off, because Ronan's not averse to if it's not his money. That then Ronan will just say no late on, and and then that's it. It, it, it. Like one at Warwick this year that went from sort of nine to four to about eight um, in the last five minutes. So you've got to be quite cute. Um, but we all know that even SP. So like if Ronan's back one into evens from twenty fives, people are saying, well that can't be value. I'm telling you it is <laughs> because these lads want forty pound in hand. They, they don't want. They don't. They don't play the game like normal folk. Oh, we, we've got this one nicely, and seven to ten pound should go well. This Ronan wants forty, and it's probably juiced up as well. So, so the fact the fact is that that's how I play it. That yes, I will sometimes roll it if I think it's the right profile, the right sort of <clears> thing. <throat> could be second favorite I don't like. Could be third favorite I don't like. And Ronan's back one. Get in there. Let's let's all let's all row in. Are you like that, Chris? Yeah, Def- definitely. Because you know, obviously, the textbook answer is say, "Oh, well, no, it's not value." But because you can't accurately assess the chances of the horse because you don't know how much you've got in hand, the operating assumption must mean they've got tons in hand. So I think you're right. Often those sort of prices can still be value, given yeah. the fact that they might have four or five stone in hand. I remember years ago. You might remember him. Um, he's trained in the UK for a little while, Des Donovan, right? He used to do the horses for Barney Curley. And he told Mm. me once that Barney Curley, you know, you'd have all these horses that would have, you know, a season and a half off uh, and come back and sort of win five or six horses. He told me emphatically, he said that these horses that come back, he said, there has been fuck all wrong with them. He said, for for whatever reason, Barney, and you could never fathom, fathom him, these horses have never been injured. And if Barney sticks his dough on, you'd have to have at least £50 in hand. So he said, you know, people would look at these and oh, it's only 11 to 10 or it's even. The market have got Barney by the bollocks. They haven't because they're, they're 50 on chances. So in those kind of scenarios where you know a particular yard that punks and likes have tons in hand, they can be tremendous value. Yeah. John, would you, would you agree with that? 
yeah. I know it's not your thing. I mean, John, John's like, uh, I'll speak for John. Bad John. <laughs> John's old school in that, like, you know, he likes, he, he, John likes to, to take, a, take a price because on his opinion, he knows it's too big. And, and, he, and, and John's very good at spotting, you know, really big value. But I, like I said, I know John himself knows the <coughs> game inside out that he, when you've got 40 or 50 in hand, it doesn't really matter what you're taking on the off, really. He, he literally, it's just, if you know, if, if it's even, like I've, I've done it several times on Ronan's myself, and I've looked at race and thought, well, this is an absolute bag of shit race. There's, they're all exposed like 90 hurdlers, and Ronan's decided that he's going to press the button. So if you're taking even money, 11 to 10 he doesn't bother me because i think well i know that i know that ronan thinks that this has got because ronan wouldn't wouldn't have the probably analytical skills to say this this is no good that's ungenuine that's that's a dodge pop this is that ronan's just ronan just cheats and just fiddles and just just gets them off ludicrous marks so fair play just roam with them that's that's our advice there yeah. we go to the next question have you said uh, this is from uh, Boxing Man? Hello, Boxing Man. I like your tweets on boxing, by the way. Uh, he's he's quite a good judge on when he talks boxing matches. You uh, know, he's Carl in Boxing, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you hope so, yeah. wouldn't you? You hope so. Boxing Man knows fuck all about boxing. Yeah. If, if, if it was shit, he'd have to call himself Punchy, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny or something. Yeah, glass yeah. Uh, Terrible from me. Um, yeah, so he said. He said basically, would would the Bastards be interested in getting a syndicate going, which the followers and subscribers could get involved in? It would be a good laugh. <laughs> no, uh, boxing man, I've done this before, and um, Chris has owned horses with me before yeah. and stuff. And I can honestly tell you now, um, the experience now of owning a racehorse is not what it was. Um, no. The expenses are absolutely ludicrous. In fact. I could just give you a recent example of the BHA um, that I'd forgot to cancel um, a registration I'd got with. Well, I, I, can't, I can't remember. It, I, I don't even read them what they say. I just look at the amounts. And I'd, I'd forgot to cancel it. And so anyway, it was overdue. 40 quid was 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 owed to the BHA. So I, I, I forgot about it. Like you don't lose 40 quid at the end of the day. So this week came a... Uh, a letter from the BHA, you know, a bit more stern, right? They've charged me a 50 quid letter fee, so it's now 90 quid. Um, that's the sort of organisation you're dealing with. Their charges for, like, colours, registration fees, you wouldn't believe it. It's absolutely horrendous. And yeah. they, they don't do anything to encourage people into the sport. They just want to charge it, stealth charges. It's like, it's like paying a tax. If you own a horse, the BHA literally are the treasury. They 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 just want to tax you left, right, and centre. So why would I subject my listeners, or our, sorry, our listeners, to to you know like financial ruin? Uh, yeah, uh, you're right. And the and the point where they have that every Friday, normally the financial ruin, you'd be you're, you're pouring salt onto the wound there, wouldn't you? Really, but by getting involved in race or something shit. But I think if people want. Uh, a sort of day out the races and go to the races. You don't need to have a share in one to, to have that experience. You want to go to a stable visit. There are millions of stable visits and open days. You can go there and wander around and get exactly the same level of 
uh, participations you can for paying, you know, a few hundred quid a month to have a leg in one. Uh, you know, I, I think that, that that game's moved on over the last few years. And I agree, it's just, it's not compelling at all. It's far too expensive. John, thoughts? I think anybody that wants to be part of a syndicate, I think the best thing that they could do is get three or four mates together. And they all, they all pick a horse at the start of the year, rather like we did with our draft to follow. Yeah. And then, to all intents and purposes, you own them four horses for the year. And over a beer on a Friday night, you can discuss them and how they're doing and where you'd go next with them. And if they turn up where you'd want them to go, you could have a good punt on them because the trainer's following the programme that you um, subconsciously advise to them. Yes. But you don't have the expense. You have the interest of following these four horses that you have picked without any financial constraints on what you can actually purchase. So you, you've got the pick of several thousand horses in training all, all year. You know, you, you can pick whatever the hell you want. You haven't got the expense, but if they're running, you know, there, there you go. Decide whether you want to back them or not. It's, it's no different if you're part of a syndicate because yeah. you have no control over where the fucking things run anyway. No, exactly. You're part of a exactly, syndicate. exactly right. You yeah. just have the trainer taking the piss out of you. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I, I do. I, I genuinely think. I mean, the, I watched a video this afternoon um, from from old John McCreary days when he was working at ATR, the old King for a Day threads. Yeah. Um, we we watched one of some Art Prescott on the going the other week, John, after recommendation from Stuart Williams, friend of the show, and um, he um, he got me on to this this King for a Day, and. I watched John Frankham today, and it's remarkable what John Frankham said eight years ago. Um, um, like, unbeknown to us, John Frankham was saying about the levy and how it needs to change, and uh, the jockey club should buy betting shops and run their own betting service and, 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 and see what it's like. And if it makes plenty of money, then the bookmakers aren't paying enough. If they struggle to make money, then they're absolutely living a dream, getting the amount of money they are off the books. And and some of the some of the, the the stuff he said was absolutely wonderful, and he and he mentioned also about how to get people involved in racing. And he said, he said, what what about you know ponies turning up at the race course? You know, you dress the kids up in the jockey silks. You get you know you sit them on them. You know these little, little ponies, and and you, you 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 involve the public in the horses. And you know, it's not just about like like you remember that old show we did, John. And you know, you you really touched a you know like a heartstring when you said when you were going races as a youngster and your dad used to take you. Oh yeah. And and it weren't about bouncy castles and face paints. And it was about hey son, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you now how to uh, you know uh, confirmation or awesome what you should look for. And I think. Things like that to involve kids, like you say, you dress up in a jockey silk. You still get your photo for Instagram. And you sat on a pony, but they actually teach them about uh, horse, horses' confirmation and and involve them in the animals of the sport. And that, I think that's that's where. And Frankham said this. This was eight years ago. And what are we doing now? Nothing. Uh, you know, it's face painting and bouncy castle. Um, and I, th- I, I think I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> 
To be fair, if I were if I were on a bouncy castle, everyone else would be a, a, a big win three foot in the air. Yeah, <laughs> you are the bouncy castle. If, if, if I jumped up and down on that, you'd know about it. Um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be wearing golf shoes, Lee, for you with a bouncy castle. Fucking yeah. studs. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, too right. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, back to the, the racing thing. That So boxing man, no, because I just don't think there's any value in it for you. Um, I, there's lots of disappointment with horse ownership. I, I, you see, there's lots of horses I've owned in the last few years. No one knows about because they're all retired, injured. Um, you know, I've had I've had a filly that made it to the track once last summer, finished fourth. She's been retired. Um, you see again there, Lee. You go back to my suggestion, and if one of yours gets injured out the far you've picked, you just swap it for another. Exactly. No vet for nothing. Yeah, I know. I know there's this... Sorry, any of the monthly costs, if by that method, you could have used it or have a bet, couldn't you? Exactly. I mean, there's this mis- misconception that that trainers and jockeys know what they're talking about when backing horses. They're the worst judges I've ever come across. Um, I never listen to trainers and jockeys as a rule. Um, I take their advice on board, but certainly that, that what the trainers get them fit, the jockeys ride them. Um, but apart from that, the judgment is absolutely appalling. And 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 and, and seriously, and, and I'm talking from year. I've had years of winners. I've had 25 winners as an owner outright. Um, I can tell you now that that most trainers and jockeys' opinions are absolutely useless. Um, you you you've just got to go like John says. Pick your four. Make your own calls and judgment. Right? Would you run this at Epsom? No, because I don't think it'll go at Epsom. It's too heavy topped. I don't like it. Uh, I think this would be better. On, on with a bit of cut on a flat track do that and then that's that's your like john says that's the way you earn a horse it belongs well, and, to you and, and you're right and i echo that about look even when they think they've got everything in hand something comes and scuppers them a a, a, a deceased a few years ago national hunt trainer of my acquaintance so i knew very very well rang me up one day about crikey 10 15 years ago and said have you got any money i said well no he said well go and get some he said for various reasons, there's a bent heat at Ludlow tomorrow. He said, and this is what's going to happen. He played it all out like a Hollywood script. Second favourite's going to win. Favourite's not off. Three and four aren't even trying. He said, have as much as you want on this. So it was back from sort of nine to four to something like three on. And lo and behold, cruising after a circuit and then broke down halfway round. And the other three runners didn't know what to do. Because they were sitting there looking over their shoulders because the horses meant to run it, run it, uh, win the race, uh, had a leg hanging off. So there you go. So, so all the best laid plans of mice and men, you know, some it always fucks you in the end. Yep. Too right. Uh, we're really short of time. So quickly, Jeff Banks has been on. Uh, U-turn from Callan Harris. Yes. Uh, very surprised to see that, Jeff. Uh, she's obviously, I think she had a card marked in terms of... Um, She's now come out this, uh, in the last interview in that racing debate and said that now she doesn't advocate horse racing for restrictions and stuff like that. I think she had a card marked from people within the industry to say, uh, you know, you're on the wrong path with this. And I've got a feeling that might tilt the the balance of power going forward in the in the, in the, in the checks. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, yes, Jeff, I, I, I was as surprised as you. I couldn't believe what she actually said on racing debate. Um, you know, stating that the, uh, the 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 slots were the prime cause and not horse racing. She's never ever stated that at any point. Uh, and one last thing from from um, 
from Dave Bradshaw, who was a good listener of the show, just to finish the show off. Uh, who would you? I'll ask, I'll ask John and Chris this because you probably watch ITV more than I do. Um, yeah. Who who would you keep and bin off on the ITV panel? Oh. <laughs> uh, Richard, really. So, I, so, think, I keep Richard Hoyles, right? Even though he's sort of human wallpaper, I think when you've got commentator, you don't want sort of a flamboyant character. And I think he's competent. I know people say he's boring, but but you know, he, he generally calls what he sees. So I'd keep him. But the rest, I'd give him all the tin tack. I'd have. I'll tell you what. Do you remember a character Dennis Pennis from a few years back? Do you remember yeah. it? Yeah. Like, I'd have him doing the interviews. They'll be brilliant. YouTubing for anyone who hasn't seen him. Dennis Pennis. We'll have him back on. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, for me, Dave, I, I'm the old school Channel Four Brigade. I enjoyed Frank and I enjoyed the banter, Frank and McCreary. Uh, I'm old school like that because they were very knowledgeable about the industry and they spoke about the industry on every show, and that's that's what was important to me. I, I accept the game's changed, and we have to move on with the times. But John, thoughts? Well, if I tell you, very just cease and desist every show treating it as it's the first time anybody's ever seen any arse racing yeah really that that really gets me good um i think jan mangan's good i think ruby's a terrific race analyst um yeah yeah chapman i, I can't be doing with at all um he, he knows which arse is to kiss and that a uh, week kick as well, um, he's quite he's quite clever in that regard. I think um, I would replace Chapman with uh, Patrick Kinghorn if anybody could find him to do the. Yeah, best. yeah, I remember him. Yeah, um, I, I used to like him because I, I think it was at Cheltenham one year and uh, somebody badged into him from behind and he finished his report and then he he, he turned round and went after this bloke. I think he was going to have a scrap with him. I thought that was tremendous, Telly. Yeah. 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 I remember it. The, the early ATR days. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. What's happened to Smudger Smith these days? Oh, the, the trigger finger judge. Yeah. And Dave Compton. Comper. God, yeah. I used, to, I used to love Comper. I used to, I used to think he was, he was, he was quality. But anyway. The, the... He must be on the trolleys now in Tesco Care Park. Yeah. <laughs> Poker player was Comper though. I don't know. I don't know how that's gone for him. Oh, well, he may be in the big books in Vegas then. Well, oh, that's it. Um, cracking show, cracking show, this chaps. Um, and just just to finish off, obviously we're back on uh, Tuesday for the Dante preview. Me, John, and Quentin Franks uh, back on Friday. Hopefully, I think with Nick Davis, Andy Richmond, me, and John for the uh, Lockinge preview, and um, also the uh, SCV and gambling paper review me neil channing and uh, matthew rushton the bet compliance officer of uh, bet connect uh, that show is going out tomorrow on monday so lots to look forward to in pods this week keep keep you interested um in in, in your downtime uh, i'd like to dedicate this show to one certain dennis waterman terry mccann rest in peace uh we will forever remember you as the as arthur daly's minder and um, what what it was fantastic watching that show in my childhood, and very sad day that that uh, Dennis Wartman has passed away. That's all from us. Bye for now. <laughs>